How can you achieve and maintain business growth? Harvard Business School Executive Education is now accepting applications for a new program, Driving Profitable Growth. Taking place in Boston from October 25th through the 28th, this program focuses on business expansion and organizational growth strategies that can lead your company into the future. Learn more about this three-day program for senior leaders by visiting hbs.me slash growth. That's hbs.me slash growth. Welcome to Postcast. The Utah Jazz fall to the Indiana Pacers 107-100. It's your immediate take postgame show. With David Locke and Ron Boone here on Locked On Jazz, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And Jazz felt got an er- were in the game for a little while and then fell behind early in the first quarter. And by the end of one, they were down by five. They actually trailed by eight early in that first. And they knocked on the door. We used the Indiana Racing Car Speedway analogy that they kept trying to make the pass, and they never did. They, they got the game down to two. They had multiple possessions with a chance to take the lead. And they could just never get on the other side of the lead car. And eventually they separated, then they made a surge back, but they never had quite enough power to be able uh, to get across and take the lead to cross the finish line. So, and normally they don't want you passing on the outside, right? They won't let you pass on the inside. They try to force you to pass on the outside, right? You know more about racing than I do. A little more gas and then a little farther to drive, you know, just like it is in track and field. You don't want to pass on the Yeah, all of that kind of stuff. But the Jazz could, just couldn't get it done. I mean... Again, as I said earlier, I appreciate the fact of the way how hard they played and how hard they fought back. Um, that five-point lead that the Indiana Pacers had after the first quarter, uh, it's, it's amazing how that that's not a very big margin. But it seemed to hold up because of some runs that, that the Indiana Pacers had and the Jazzers continued to fight and climb uphill trying to, uh, trying to get the lead at all. Jazz defense for the season run averages 102 points allowed per 100 possessions. Tonight they played an average offensive team that's at about 105. So you would naturally assume, well, if we're allowed 102, they're about 105. This should be about a 103 game. Had that been the case, the Jazz win tonight. But instead, Indiana averaged 115 points per 100 possessions. The defense of the Utah Jazz really has not been up to what it needs to be. And a little of that, Ron, is that the the lineup that has been so successful for a while of Joe Johnson and Rudy Gobert does not seem to be able to defend quite as well as it did earlier. And the lineup just, they're not as elite defensively right now as they have been at other points of the season. Well, do we miss Derek Favors you know, as far as uh, with him and Rudy out there on the floor? Probably could have used him, uh, Derek, tonight. That That's for sure. The Jazz have struggled um, with post play. You know, without Derek Favors, as a matter of fact, they don't even have post play. They don't even use post play uh, since Derek Favors has, has not been in, 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 in the lineup and not being able to play. So from that standpoint, yes, I can understand, you know, why the numbers say that. But three-point shooting, I, I think, is the Jazz are really – I mean, they don't even have the spurts anymore, in the la- at least the last three or four ball games where they – have spurts of knocking down three or four threes or something like that in a quarter in a row, uh, but it, it's... Well, Gordon Hayward tonight goes three of six from three. The rest of the team goes three of 20, highlighted by the 0 of seven by George Hill. Frankly, Rodney Hood went two of five. Joe Johnson went 0 for four. Joe Ingles one for three. Boris Diaw 0 for one. Joe Johnson, who was so much a part of that three-point shooting run, has not been shooting that three well, and the favors impact of not having Derek is... A lot more minutes on Joe Johnson. He's, they've tried all year long to kind of, you know, 
keep his minutes calm and keep his minutes down. But if you look at his numbers since the All-Star break, he is now shooting below 40% from the field and below 25% from three. You know, this is, and, and again, you're forcing him into a starting lineup because of, of injuries. Uh, he played 30 minutes tonight. He played, yeah, about 30, what, 31 minutes. And when his average a game was somewhere close to under 20 minutes a game. Uh, I think he's better with the second unit because he can play a little bit more with, with the um, with the ball in his hands. And then when you switch a lot of times, you have to switch out on the floor. You know, he's not switching on a star player or anything like that. It's a that. great point. He's not only playing 30 minutes, playing 30 minutes against top-line talent instead of 20 minutes against second-line talent. Uh, exactly. And I, and I think right now he's spending so much time trying to defend. He doesn't rebound very well any, anymore. And so he's spending a lot of time trying to defend and keep guys off the glass. He's a very smart player. He, did, he does a lot of things well, but let's just face it. You know, the Jazz, um, uh, boy, I, I think they need Derek back if they're, if they're going to continue this. The offense tonight was pretty good because Gordon Hayward was exceptional. He had 38 points, 6 of 24 shooting. He was as aggressive as we, as we have seen him. I, he carried this team tonight. Right out of the gate. I mean, it was like he knew he was going to have to score tonight. And, and I know what he meant because, you know, there was times when I played that I felt, okay, I got to get up 20, 25 shots tonight. You know, it, it's something like that it, because of maybe some injuries or, or the team's not playing well or, you know, it just felt like in order for us to win, I have to take it to whoever's guarding me. And in this case, Gordon's thinking, okay, I can't let Paul George strictly be an offensive player here tonight. i got to make him play some defense. And so he, that's probably one of the reasons he took, took off so early. Paul George goes 6 of 20, but he does hit two huge shots late. And Gordon Hayward, who was brilliant all night, had a three to tie it at 103-100. He didn't nail. Paul George hits those two shots late. They were mammoth. Yeah, that, that was huge. And, and you always seem to think you, you think you, you over the course of a basketball game when your star player is struggling and there's a close ball game who's going to make the big shot it's usually the one that your star player who struggled all night has not been able to, to uh, knock down shots regardless of whether it was good defense or what but when it comes crunch time and it's time to make the big play you know those guys do it and he was excited about it the story of the night really is is you've got to decide so there's three stories to tonight, one of which we've mentioned. The Jazz got it to one at 53-52. They got it back to one at 55-54. They then fell behind by six and got it back down to 64-62. They then fell behind by six, got it down to 68-66. Then they fell behind, got it down to 70-68. Then they fell behind by as many as 10, got it and all the way back to as much as 13, got it down to 103-100. Never could get over the hump. So that's the first storyline of the night. We've addressed that. The second storyline, you have to make a choice of which one you want to focus on tonight if you're the Jazz. One is the amount of 50-50 balls, the amount of force plays early in the game where Indiana just ripped the ball out of guy's hands, knocked the ball out of Dante's hands. I think Alex Jensen said twice, once out of Rudy Gobert, once out of Joe Ingles. Howell Neto had two uh, breakaway layup opportunities. He missed both. So it, you can either focus in on those plays 
Or you can say, heck, this is a make-or-miss league. They go 10 of 20 from three. Jazz goes 6 of 26. From... Which do you side on tonight of what was the difference in this game? I'm going to go on the offense. I'm going to go the threes. I mean, because you're going to turn the basketball over. I mean, you're not going to have perfect nights. I mean, that was just a great defensive play that Tig made. The Jazz turned it over 11 times. They gave up 14 points. Didn't turn it over in the fourth quarter, they by the way. Didn't turn it over in the fourth quarter. Indiana had... Uh, had eight turnovers, and they gave up 12 points off of those. So that kind of thing's uh, average out. But early in the ball game, you're absolutely right. You could tell the Indiana Pacers wanted in this basketball game. Maybe they were diving on the floor a couple of times. And, and what a steal that uh, Monte Ellis had getting in front of uh, Gordon Haywood is driving to the basket, steps in front of him, and just takes the ball right out of his hand. Paul George diving on the floor in front of Gordon Haywood on another one. Exactly. So those, those are the type of things that the – that the coach was telling us about before the ball game that they just have not been playing with urgency. I mean, it, it was like um, uh, they were a little soft as he was was trying to. Well, Indiana's been a bizarre team. This is the 13th straight time they've alternated a win or a loss. They also are 25 and 11 now at home, which also means they're 10 and 23 on the road. I mean, this team has been all over the map on who they are. Uh, as a team, they've either been good one way or the other or not have not had the consistency. The Jazz have lost their third in a row. And now with the Clippers playing later tonight, the Jazz lead at the current time is a game and a half over uh, the Clippers for third. We head there on Saturday for just a huge, huge game. Uh, Oklahoma City playing the Warriors look like they're going to lose that one, so they'll go to 40 and 30, be three games back or two games back in the loss column. And Memphis playing very well, two games back. Remember, both those teams are two games back in the loss column, though, have the tiebreaker, so they're really only one game back in the loss column because if they tie us, they win the tiebreaker. Jazz fall tonight in Indiana by the final score of 107 100, a career high 38 points for Gordon Hayward is not enough in his hometown as the Jazz fall. This has been Postcast on Locked On Jazz, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.